Warning, this podcast contains heavy spoilers for not just one movie, but entire franchises. We highly recommend going and watching these movies before listening to us as a companion piece that stitches all the timelines into one creepy, crime-ridden story. There will be no more spoiler warnings. We do not break character. After this, there is no turning back. You've been warned. Hit the music. You are talking about the nonsensical ravings of a lunatic mind. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Hello and welcome to It's Alive Alive Podcast. This is a true crime paranormal interstellar podcast covering unbelievable stories that sound like they were ripped straight from the pages of a Hollywood script. Well, at least usually it is. This week we proudly bring to you the debut episode of our soon-to-be Patreon-exclusive horrific history show playing with bones with Amy Rose. So sit back, listen and be horrified as we jump into DeLorean with Amy Rose. But don't worry, we'll make sure to make it back to the future for next week with an all-new episode of It's Alive Alive Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to the Boneyard. No, I told you we're actually not. <laughs> and I am the host, so I'll introduce the show. Okay. Hello and welcome to Playing With Bones. I am your host, Amy Rose, and with me, as always, is my student for the day, Dr. Smokenstein. Oh, school. Each week, <laughs> we look at a horrific topics and tales from days past as I try to broaden Josh's reference points past 80s horror, South Park and Family Guy. Excuse me one second. <laughs> I also reference Rick and Morty, Star Wars, and wrestling. Right. <laughs> so this week we'll be looking at bizarre or unusual deaths. Awesome. And there, there's a... Um, it's not real, but there's a movie... A Thousand Ways to Die. And the ABC of death. Uh, the, the, no, no, I know that one. But there was, uh, I can't remember the name of it. No, shit. But it was at the time it was released as kind of like yeah, that. You're watching real people. Thousand ways to die. Is that, that what it's I called? Think so, yeah. But it turned out to be fake. Yeah. yeah they were yeah. all phony. That's it. But uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to this. I've told you already, I'm probably your biggest fan of Creepypasta Crypt. So yeah. I know this isn't the same, but I still, you know, there's elements that are cross yeah, over and stuff yeah. like that. But I find myself sometimes listening to Creepypasta. Because I do, like, I go to sleep listening to Creepypasta Crypt. Aww. So I just, I have a playlist. There's like the public playlist that I have out there. <laughs> because I have a playlist for each of our stuff. Because I know that if you go to our feed, there's like fucking four shows there. Yeah. So if you're specifically looking, and, and they're four very different shows as well. Yeah. So you have like the main show and then the weekend update are like you know, scripted unscripted completely yeah and then you have the mini souls which is, again vary to what you like yeah so 
to make it easier for people who might specifically like one of our shows over the rest of our shows mm-hmm. I made playlists on Spotify so you can find it's alive alive on its own spot yeah. play- it has its own playlist as soon as the show goes up I put it I add it to the playlist same with weekend updates same with mini monsters same with creep past the crypt mm. and I had that done and I used to listen to that feed of creepy past the crypt mm. But then I realized I was falling asleep to the same episode for a few, few few episodes you did over and over again. I was always asleep by episode like two or three or four or whatever. And that boring. And, no, no, no. <laughs> I just get so relaxed. Yeah. And I just kind of, your voice would just <laughs> soothe me mm. to sleep. So then I started doing, uh, I made a separate playlist yeah. where I have it reversed. So that the first thing to play on it will be the, the, last step, it will be the latest oh, episode okay. and it will go backwards. But no, I have the problem if I missed the original one, so I've got to go back now and start listening to them again. Then you're going to have right. to make one where you just start in the middle. There's no fucking shuffle on the playlists. I, I thought there would have been, no? I searched for shuffle on all those playlists, and I, I can't, because it was cracking me up that I couldn't just shuffle the fucking creepy pastas and just get random ones, do you know? Aww. Uh, so all I can do now, well, like, I suppose I can go into, you know, what's next. I want to add Q, add Q, add Q. Randomly uh. just fucking pushing them up and down to wherever. But I do find, I, I've been looking forward to this because I do find there's times, because I'm in podcasts with you the whole time. Mm. All our podcasts are together. Mm-hmm. So I could be listening to Creepy Past Crypt and forget I'm listening to Creepy Past Crypt and hear you say <laughs> something and instantly want to re- ask you a question about it. Yeah. And can't. And this is my chance to be able to jump in and say, hold on one second, because you did uh, this week's Creepy Past the Crypt and the, the Dancing mm. Plague. And as soon as you said the doctors pretty much prescribed to keep dancing, I was like, hold on, <laughs> <laughs> I need I have more questions. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, basically, they, nobody knows, no, knew what caused it. So the, that was their only answer, really. Dance but, it uh, out. Dance it out, like walk it off, yeah. But I, that's coming up actually later in the show. Awesome, because I do have some more questions. Ooh, about right. the dancing place. Well, I mean, it's, it's, you you had to stop halfway through recording that. And I was like, is this just the, pl- the place from Footloose? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I don't know whether to call this episode Saturday Night Fever or Footloose. Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday Night Fever seems to fit for the, the plague. It's like, well... I went with the boring old. Well, not a little boring. It's, it's still not pretty really. fucking good. Dancing, dancing plague. plague. That's a, if, you, if that doesn't get your attention, I don't know what the fuck will. That was one of the I first will hashtag weird things Saturday Night Fever, and I will hashtag fucking Footloose in the, oh, in the yeah. <laughs> videos, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, I thought we'd start with. Well, the first one is more just unusual circumstances or shitty circumstances. Well, the first few might have been kind of asking for it a tiny bit. Like, what, what, what else were they expecting? So the first one is Luciano Recconi. So he was a 28-year-old professional footballer for SS Lazio and the Italian national football team. And he was shot dead in Rome on the 18th of January 1977 when he was pretending to rob his friend's jewellery shop in Rome. And pretending? Yeah. It was like a practical prank. joke. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, well, like, I mean, again... <sighs> What do you expect? <laughs> Something bad's going to happen. Well, yeah, there, like. yeah, if you're going <laughs> yeah. in there with a matter, I mean, I'd react that way. If I, I mean, I'd feel bad about it afterwards, and I'd apologize and say, "Look, but well, I'd be angry at him as well. I'd be like, what the fuck do you expect like, me to do?" But if I killed them, obviously, I'd feel bad. Oh, about bad, it. yeah. <laughs> you see, I don't know. I couldn't find if he was shot by police or by the guy, but I think there aren't police in Italy, aren't they? Um, I'm not sure. I've never been to Italy, mm. but I think so. Yeah. They're the ones that they have Ferraris and everything, or Lambos, yeah. isn't it? Far- to get her, I don't know. They have, they have fast ass cars anyway, <laughs> to get around the place. Uh, so then the next one, Kurt Godel, he was an Austrian American logician and mathematician. So he had an obsessive compulsive fear that he was going to die from being poisoned. 
and he would only ever eat what his wife cooked him. So then, obviously... Must have trusted his wife. Exactly, not even trusted himself, like, because she goes to the hospital and he dies because he starves. He wouldn't cook his own food? He wouldn't cook his own food. why? How could he... He he can't poison... He's not going to poison himself. Maybe he was worried that he wouldn't cook it properly and then give himself food poisoning. But, yeah, he would only cook whatever his wife... So he was that obsessive about it that he he was like, no, fuck it up. That doesn't sound obsessive. That sounds stupid. It's it's obsessive compulsive fear of being, you know, being poisoned. I don't know how he could go for that long without going, just fuck it. It's worth it. If, but I'm going to die either way. Your natural like. <laughs> instinct to tell you to fucking force you to eat. Like. Mm-hmm. But then again, I mean, look at the the hunger strikers up the north in Belfast that time. I mean, I was thinking, even just listening to their story and the, the Bobby Sands and all them and thinking, especially at their age, they were very young. It was like to have yeah, that will. To have the, that perseverance. To, 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 to not eat when yeah. after a day of not eating, we'd be fucking complaining mm-hmm. and bitching them on and like, yeah. you know. Same with suffragettes. Huh? And same with the suffragettes. They went on hunger strike as well. Who were they? The women's rights, women's votes. Oh, right. And did any of them die from it? I think a few did. Emily Pankhurst, they famously threw herself under the... The king's horse jesus yeah so then the next the next guy he, he was definitely i mean i don't know what else he was fucking expecting <laughs> okay and his name was thomas lynn bradford of detroit michigan he was a spiritualist who died by suicide in attempt to ascertain the existence of an afterlife and communicate <laughs> that information to a living accomplice ruth doran so on the 5th of february so this is this is like one of those cases of if <laughs> if there's time travel you come back and tell me if you find yeah, the kind of thing yeah, so if there's death like you come back as a ghost and tell me stephen hawking went about that brilliantly oh yeah, yeah by yeah, having the, the party he, yeah exactly but yeah but i've already said to you uh, multiple times i believe that once time travel exists it will have always existed because once it is invented, someone is bound. And not all good people are going to have access to this. Some bad people have access and they will go back and they will change something and they will tell people in the past about this. And suddenly it's like it's, it's, it's going to happen. And I know this is way off topic of what you're doing, but it's going to be like a thing of one day there's no time travel and the next day time travel will have always existed all the way through time and it won't be anything out of normal. We won't even notice it happened. But what if... In 2,000 years' time, you could only go back to, say, like, you know, like, 1,500 years ago. That's the extent of their time travel. So we haven't reached that year yet. Yeah, maybe. But that's my theory. My theory is that once time travel exists, it'll have always existed and we'll never know any different. I'm starting to get panicky. so. So one day, it'll just be there and you and me will be talking about, like, it's always existed. It'll be like going on holidays. Where do you want to go this year? What year? And it won't, it won't even seem special to us because it'll have always been there. Huh? That, that's no. <laughs> and it could fuck up the way the whole world <laughs> well, is. I was we just could be like wake up in a super like, fucking like high tech world because stuff from the past, future has come to the Star past. Star Wars. And it, well, we didn't, again, it'll have always been there because if they go back far enough, it'll be something that was just invented in the 30s or the 20s or, you know, it's just something that's been there all our life. And to us, because of time travel, it'll just exist someday and we won't know. It won't feel different to us. That's my theory. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I right? don't. Like, I don't like that feeling. <laughs> no. So anyway, back to Bradford. Back for a fucking promo for getting <laughs> <laughs> <In> TikTok. <laughs> Blow those little fucking cunts heads off. Probably too long. <laughs> 
So, uh, basically back to Bradford, he sealed himself inside his apartment in, De- in Detroit on the 5th of February 1921 and he blew out the pilot on his heater and then set the gas on. Killed himself that way. But before that, a few weeks only, so he didn't know her that long, he met Ruth Doran, who was, um, he, he, she was kind of a spiritualist as well, but he just put an ad in the paper looking for an accomplice like and uh, they kind of agreed then that there was only one way to solve the mystery so one of them had to go one of them had to stay did he do the um like i mean obviously there's rules to being a ghost and one of them is unfinished business or was that what he expected his unfinished business to be i would think that's what your unfinished business but i think unfinished business needs to be a bit deeper and more fucking i i when it comes to ghosts it has to be something almost traumatic fucking or something heavy. heavy it can't just be I forgot to turn the fucking oven off <laughs> so I'm gonna stick around here what if it's a thing like in Ghost where you have to like do you like work up that to get sucked ability, like, so. <laughs> I love that they call it that oh I don't I meant Ghost with Patrick Swayze oh, but I yeah Ghost the TV Ghosts, show yeah and they get sucked <laughs> off they get and they sucked go up. Up. <laughs> they're not giving a no but I started me <laughs> but uh yeah and Ghost to Patrick Swayze and they, they have to they have to you know, he has kind to really work it, up like. the uh, no that, not they has to kind of like figure out how to, how to use it and how to harness it is it a thing of that like where this guy actually did come back but he's floating around as a ghost that's his unfinished business and he's still <laughs> oh, learning on how to try to and your one's gone so he can't really tell her so he can never unfinish his business. So he could be haunting the air. I wonder. We'd have to look up and see, see where he killed himself haunted. He... Detroit. Mm, look up and see if there are any haunted mm. areas by him. Yep. Well, yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> and just as you're mentioning Bobby Strands and the Sands Strands, Sands <laughs> and the IRA and all that jazz. Yeah. This next guy, he wasn't part of the IRA, but uh, Nicholas Comper, he was an, an English aviator and aircraft designer. So he died on the 17th of June, 1939 in Hyde in Kent. He was a bit of a practical joker and he was at a pub one day and he went outside and he was uh, bending down to light fireworks outside the pub. Right. And there was this guy passing by while he was lighting the firework and he was like, what are you doing? Because obviously it's a fucking firework. And he he was joking. He was like, oh yeah, I'm part of the IRA and I'm going to blow up the town oh. hall. And then the passerby knocked him down. Because you don't was, joke you don't about that. Joke about that. So he was north. absolutely fucking, this is in England. So you absolutely, oh, you don't definitely you don't. don't do it over there. No. So he, uh, your man knocked him down and he hit his head on the curb and... Of all the things you could have said, that is yeah, not just somebody something to joke about. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just... someone getting the hump, so they're thinking that he was going to go in and light the firework. It was supposed to be a bit of a fuck you, I'd say. Like, but yeah, that's it's like joking about having a bomb after nine eleven. It's like joking about a bomb on a plane. Yeah. Oh, you, you yeah, never yeah. ever after nine mm-hmm. eleven happened, mm-hmm. you were never ever allowed to say the word bomb on a plane again. Oh yeah, but this is nineteen thirty nine, like no so at I this mean, point you're not allowed to say bomb, you're not allowed to say gun, you're not allowed to say no you cannot say any anything. weapon of any sort while you're on a plane. Just say hello. <laughs> don't <laughs> say fine. fuck all, you get on the plane, shut your mouth and fucking <laughs> wait to get off again. Yeah, exactly. And don't clap when you land. I was just weirdos. about to say it, but I was like Okay. Mm. <laughs> so the next one is a group tragedy. Okay. Well, yeah, I suppose group death, like. But um, so it was lo- the London beer flood. Oh, I know. What a way to go! So <laughs> it was a- an accident at the Muse and Co's Horseshoe Brewery in London on the seventeenth of October, eighteen fourteen. So it took place when one of the twenty-two foot tall wooden vats of fermenting porter burst. The escaping liquid dislodged the valve of another vessel 
and destroyed several large barrels. So there was about between 128,000 and 323 imperial barrels. So that would be about 580,000 to 1,470,000 litres of beer uh, were released in total. Hmm? I wonder how many pints that is. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So at the flood killed eight people. Five of them were mourners at a wake being held by an Irish family for a two-year-old boy. So basically, do you know the thing, the iron band that goes around the vat of beer? Yeah. So that was slipping and obviously on a 22 foot tall vat of beer, that's going to be fucking massive. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it had been noticed that it was slipping and whoever noticed it went to the foreman. The foreman was like, oh, you got to go paperwork and you got to go tell this guy. (sighs) So he was literally just getting to the guy that he should have got to when the thing just fucking slipped, like literally just popped, just popped. So, like, that thing weighed about 700 pounds, that, that band alone. And then the vat of beer that I was in was about 25, 22, 25 foot tall. And that contains the 3,000, the imperial gallons, if you can convert that to pints, was at 3,555. What is it? 3,555 imperial gallons. So, imperial gallons to pints. That's in the second vat of beer. Imperial gallons <coughs> to... And yeah. a slow typer. Points. So So what did you say? How many Imperial gallons? Mm-mm, three thousand five hundred and fifty five. Three thousand five hundred and fifty five. You gotta be careful gallons of beer though, because I think gallons US, of beer are measured at beer differently. There's US liquid points. What's the difference between US Imperial and Imperial gallons are UK, I think. Uh, yeah, I know that. But when it comes to pints, what's it? There's U.S. liquid pint here. I would assume imperial by the size pint. of their beer cans, they're tiny pints, half pints. <laughs> Are we imperial pint? I would think so. That would be the size of a pint. Yeah. So that would be twenty-eight thousand four hundred and forty pints of Ooh, beer. Christ. Yep. So when that one popped, that dislodged the stopcock from the other one. Do you know the little thing? Yeah. Pours? Yeah, so yeah like came. in the cartoons where there's like that one little cog in the fucking yeah. thing. And then uh, that's how you notice it. Like it, it's about to burst the steam. It seems with that one little cork just pops out first. And yep. then the fucking bands start to Gone. pop out. And you see all the little like uh, screws popping out of the bands. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the force of the liquid destroyed the back wall of the brewery. So the back wall, just to put it into perspective for you, was about 25 foot high. Okay. And it sent bricks into the roofs of neighboring houses. So it just blew it like a bomb. Just, be, yeah, liquid bomb like. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. So there were a wave of, and I don't think anybody in the factory was hurt, was was dead like. I think we wanted to see if you were injured, but everybody, the deaths occurred, I think, outside. It was the what? Brewery. Oh, okay, go on. Yeah. Was it from like drowning in the beer or from the Being explosion? Swept away. The so basically, a, a wave of about 15 feet high swept into the streets. And it destroyed two it's houses. Beer tsunami, like beer tsunami, and it, <laughs> then it, it destroyed two others. And then there was a four-year-old girl, Hannah Bamf- Bamfield, Bamfield, and she was having tea with her mother. And then both of them got carried away. That the tea mother turned survived. Irish. Huh? <laughs> that tea got turned Irish really quick, <laughs> like an Irish coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Irish coffee <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> got carried away with themselves. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah we're joking so, about a child yeah, getting killed by beer so here. So. so yeah, the child was killed. The mother survives. And the second house that I was saying, the wake that was being held by the Irish family and Savile, the mother's boy, and four other mourners were killed. And then Eleanor Cooper, a 14-year-old servant of the publican at the Tavistock Arms in Great Russell Street, died when she was buried under the brewery's collapsed wall while she was washing pots in the pub's yard. 
another child, Sarah Bates, was found dead in another house in New Street. And then the land around the building was low-lying and flat. And then with insufficient drainage, obviously, the beer is followed into the cellars. And then a lot of people lived in cellars. And there's so, a lot of reports as well of um, alcohol fumes. and. So how many died in total from that? Officially seven. But when they talk about the inhabitants of the cellars, that's where things start to get a bit murky, like, because nobody's keeping track of them. Oh, the of the people, uh, yeah. the poor people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it always creeps me out when uh, you're working in a factory, that if something goes wrong like that, because, I mean, even, like, you know, like just how random life can be in that sense that, you know, like, stuff that you expect That you could just to, be having to, tea, and it's not in any way your fault. That's it. Like, do you remember, thing. was it last year or the year before? Yeah. Where that petrol station just fucking blew that up and blew up the mad. apartment block Sligo, and everything. Yeah, and it yeah. killed like fucking there were people just in their apartment Bonkers. attached to the place and they were Crazy, killed yeah. like and and it's just you know that thought like that you could be I I remember like the one that stood stood out was like the father and his young, young daughter. Yeah. And um I, I remember that sound thinking like they were just inside the house doing whatever they were doing or in the apartment doing whatever they were doing together, like yeah. the next thing out of nowhere, it's over, it's gone. It's like you don't even know and uh, you, there's no explanation there for you yeah, it's just yeah and I, that always always in my head at work especially one day when we were uh, I can't remember what we were working on but uh, there was a bar overhead mm. and someone had kind of joked about that how if that bar goes it could kind of fucking kill you Christ and uh, okay, next thing okay. I was standing there working with me and my whoever I was working with that day were standing there working away and uh, our supervisor or not our supervisor our team leader mm. came over and he was like Josh Josh get out of the way get out of the way run 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 mm. run run and uh, I ran fucking out of the way like but um they, I don't know, it didn't come down the end, but he, he was like, they're so, they look shaky, we need to get away from it. And he took us off it for a little while and called our bosses to see I if it was okay and then put us back machine. on it. And I remember for the rest of that day, oh, I was constantly looking no, up, no, constantly no. looking up at the fucking thing. But uh, then it had popped off one day. Like I remember coming in one day and there was like fucking liquid all over the place by the place. Oh, the bar came on. And uh, the water, like whatever, the oil or whatever is in it was like over as far as the press I was working on it across the fucking oh, the hot the, the laneway from us. So yeah. Ooh. So that's what I'm saying. Like you are like you're saying here, like it's just so fucking Easy oh, happen. You know, like, you're just yeah. at work one day and then especially back then, what year would this be? This would have been eighteen oh three. So it's not exactly like people were fourteen, uh, pardon me. It's not exactly like uh, there was a HR department. Oh, exactly. I mean, like, it took them so long to fucking report they, 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 that it was slipping at all. I mean, no they knew how catastrophic that, that was going to be. The PPE gear or whatever they make us for the personal, personal protection, protection and equipment. I don't under... Oh, PPE. Mm, Is that what they call yeah. it? Okay. See, I was thinking PPE. Gloves, glasses, all that shit. Oh, yeah. Hard hats, depending on where you're working. Yep. Or hard hats look like McDonald's hats, though. Because they're cats. They're, 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 they're peak hats, <laughs> but they obviously have, like, a shell underneath yeah. it. But it makes it kind of stick out at the front. Or it makes it hard at the front, so it can't, doesn't mould really onto your skull. It stands up, like, you know. Very uncomfortable. And, oh, very. Yeah. Very, and it fills with sweat, like, instantly. All of us are complaining about it. It's, like, it's soaked when you take it off. Do you have to wear it on every machine? No, there is just the one where the bar is going to stand. Three, <laughs> three machines, whichever ones we have to walk into. Okay. Physically walk. So that into you don't bump your head. Yeah, because there's a lot of hot shit there. It's more about the hot stuff than it is about actually hurting our head. Burn your head. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, I just throw my arm backwards. It's fine. But then would that not stop you from like? 
Well, it's still, it's still protective there as well, but okay. it's just you know, it's the same as. Okay. I don't know the David say since I've been gone on injury that they uh, they, they made the rule. No, that they made the rule you have to wear forwards instead of back. You can't wear backwards anymore. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> bad influence, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Keeping with the group debts, there is a dancing plague, uh, the dancing plague of 1518 that we were just talking about at that the start. So about if you need to ask your questions, now is the time. Or maybe <laughs> wait. <laughs> so that occurred in Strasbourg, Alsace, which is in modern day France in the Holy Roman Empire. And um, so it happened from July 1518 to September 1518. Is there any explanation for this? Because people would have heard you talking about this on Creepy Past Crypt uh, this week already. Yeah. So is there, is there like, like, any explanations for what could be going on here? Uh, mass hysteria, ergot poisoning. I will go into like a few of them, but like... Ergot Is that the thing that they originally suspected caused the um, the witch hunts in, in Salem? In Salem. No, yeah, it's yeah. proven that that wasn't the case. But, yeah, yeah, but, but, but it, it had been implicated at times. It was what they thought yeah. at the time. Yeah. And actually, the component, the chemical that comes from, from ergot is also what um, LSD oh, was yeah, originally yeah, synthesized yeah, 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 from. Yeah, like, yeah, So yeah, you can yeah. imagine if it was ergot poisoning, the trip that they were having to make <laughs> it down. <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> like I said, it's just, it's just such a curious fucking thing. Like, And then when you hear like they just ban that. How, I mean, if they're compulsively dancing, how do you ban dancing in the place? How do you, how are you oh, like, yeah. oh, you're not allowed to dance anymore. It's like, it's they're not optional. It's not no. like optional for them. Like, <laughs> so basically like, just... If that just works, to... then we'll just be like, okay, cancer is now banned from this country. It is illegal to have cancer. <laughs> it's like, it's a, no one have cancer. <laughs> just scare the cancer out of everybody. That <laughs> doesn't work like that. It's compulsive, you fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, people, uh, they, they, by August of the same year, there was about 400 people dancing uh, nonstop. So people were starting to collapse and some were said to have died from exhaustion or Did it either sleep like or? The, the the records don't specify if they okay. ate or slept or but is this uh, like a definite 100 percent happened thing or happened. is it like a kind of this happened this 100 percent happened there's other like records of um from the area of it happening in the medieval period so we're in the 1518s we're kind of 1518 you're kind of into the uh the early modern period so how do you think modern police <laughs> and government would deal with all of us starting to dance compulsively in this country. I mean, Ireland's a small country. If we all just start, like, if that hit here, like, the whole country could be dancing by the end of the week. I think How that everybody think with, with arts that? degrees and psychology that didn't get a job from it would be fucking <laughs> drafted in to help us. <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh well what happened there was uh so the authorities got involved and then they're like well, well i don't know we don't know what to do so they handed it over to doctors and then doctors were like keep dancing <laughs> and were they all dancing the same style or was it like it was it just specific to the person because i was just thinking there if it happened here like you'd have like one That's fella one fella raving one fella doing a jig and another, another fella break dancing if it or happens it to all, us you have to make a compact like waltz to me so that way when we do get tired we can just so kind of liberal just yeah. uh, <laughs> like yeah. two boxers just leaning up against each other exactly <laughs> keeping each other up but um another reason so like there is demonic possession put forth and then there is another um reason that basically the area it had been through a lot of uh, you know like war and famine so there was a lot of stress in the area but they were also very very superstitious and there was a saint from the area 
are called St. Vitus, and he's the patron saint of dancers. Okay. So, because they were superstitious and they were so stressed, one of the reasons put forward were that they were basically dancing for absolution. They thought that St. Vitus had cursed them. And this was the oh. curse. And this is how they were going to get rid of it. And they were like, like the, same, like, like the way St. Teresa believed she was, or not St. Teresa, Mother Teresa, believed, believed that she was. she's a saint, though. Oh, when I say, when I think St. Teresa, there's another St. Teresa that my mom used to have a picture of. I, I would still point. call her Mother Teresa. Yeah, Mother Teresa. Yeah, I am almost certain she is a saint at this point. <sighs> I think she was fast-tracked in, wasn't she? I thought there was a bit of pushback against that. There was, end. but everyone's ignoring it. Nobody gives a shit. She's already dead, so they're not canceling her. The way men were, and the homeless people are supposed to be treated in a summer that was supposed but to be in a hospital. You see, the thing about, the, the thing where this gets murky with her is, she technically, in her mind, wasn't doing anything wrong because she was sought as, she was using, she, she saw it as, uh, like, they were suffering for their sins. Mm. And that when they got through it, they'd have absolution. She was just going to help to guide them through it. Like, do you know? So, uh, but I think that the, the thing about it was, the question was, where was the money that was being donated See, for me, going? that's a contradiction in itself. That if you are doing that in this life to secure your place in heaven, well, then you're doing it for a selfish purpose. Not too Whereas much as you when just you, when, when you talk about wh- what you follow and it's like you, there there is like a, just be a good person. Like, do you know, like you're, you're not yeah, going yeah, out doing it for absolutely, it is a selfish reason really. Like, do you know, like who's, Who's more morally? Well, I think she was looking at the thing of Jesus went through all this shit. You know, for us, this is just a small part of what they got to deal with to get there. I'm not 100% yeah. sure if that's the case, but she is a saint. She was canonized by the Catholic Church in 2016, September 4th, uh, actually. Saint Teresa of Calcutta. Saint Teresa. The anniversary of her Calcutta. death, the 5th of September, is her feast day. So f- the 5th of September is Saint Teresa of Calcutta day. Okay. So, um, she looks like such a nice woman, though. Yeah. <laughs> this what? is the weirdest <laughs> thing I have ever laugh. seen what? on Wikipedia. <laughs> what? So, I didn't know we got that. Or well, not we. I, I'm not. But I didn't know they get tagged on it. Like, so, uh, do you know where it has the picture? And it has, like, born, died, all this kind of stuff. It, there's a picture of Teresa. Mother Teresa. It says Mother Teresa in 1995 in the picture. Then under it, under it there's a yellow band. And it just says virgin (laughs) (laughs) born August 27th (laughs) oh I I, 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 that's because it's one of the saints it's an honour bestowed on a saint yeah yeah yeah. fucking hell so that's why it's there the first Mary it's it's seen as a as a a huge thing but um, uh like fucking it's like you go on to another you go on another like fucking Steve Jobs page and it'll be a label and under just nerd (laughs) it's like some fucking jock got a hold of the Wikipedia page and you're just going around (laughs) titling people thank god I got laid before I died (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have two kids, so fuck you. <laughs> Does that mean that when we That's do that, we're not a virgin? That's the only way you get the label off on Wikipedia. You gotta get a citation that says you have whether you have children or not. Otherwise, you gotta get inspected by a doctor. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Wikipedia pages where it says children underneath it pretty much cover that job. <laughs> That's all. It's like getting the blue tick on fucking all the other thing. You want to yeah. get rid of the yellow band with virgin. Except right? it's way easier because you only have to have kids, not prove your whole life existence. <laughs> but anyway, back to the dancing plague, people. So what I would say about St. Vitus, uh, that to me seems like the most logical explanation because when they started dancing and they all, you know, all the 
basically dancing was banned, music was banned. And then in the end, they were like, just go up the mountain and pray to St. Vitus. So they had to wear like red shoes and like paint crosses on the tops and the soles of them. And they all went up and they had a little shake on the mountain. And they were like, oh my God, we're cured. So they came back down so the mountain mass again. Hysteria, mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Which, yeah. like you said, back then it did. I mean, p- these are still times oh, when people yeah. believe in magic. Do you know, I they mean, 100% believe in magic. They believe in all the stories they're told. I mean, they don't have TV. They don't have fucking mm. radio. They don't have... All they have is storytelling. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and these stories can sometimes get turned into what we would call an urban legend, though. Mm-hmm. And these people are easier to frighten because, yeah. again, they believe in all this myth. Uh, yeah, this myth yeah. They believe in all these stories. These stories are their, their entertainment, but it's also their way of getting passing information. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. I think a really good example of it here in Ireland, but on kind of like a smaller level, is, oh, I can't think of her name. She, she lived in, um, in Clonmel. And uh, it was—it's like basically a changeling story. But this was like in the in the late eighteen hundreds, and her husband believed that basically she had been switched, swapped. Yeah, you did it in um, creepy past. I know that's why I'm kicking myself. I can't oh, bring I up. Can't I can't think of her name. Hold on, but, um, two seconds. I might, oh no, that episode is just called the changeling. The changeling, isn't it? yeah. But basically, her husband believed that she'd be swapped out by the fairies, and the only way to prove that she wasn't a fairy was to swallow bread. So he caught the bread, shoved it down her throat, and obviously she's panicking. She's not swallowing that bread anytime soon, so he burnt her. But that's it. Was the but same as his the neighbors fuck, yeah. were involved as well. Like, so I mean. I'm trying to they really did hold the fairy folklore for a long time. Changeling. What would I call it? A cryptid? No, fairy. Fairy, fairy. folk. Um, why the fuck is it not coming up on Wikipedia for me? How are you spelling it? Wrong, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spell changeling for me. Uh, C-H-E-A-N-G-E-L-I-N-G. C-H-A-N-G-E-L-I-N-G. Right. I, I had I, I had no E. There it is. The changeling. Um, I know it's in here. Isle of Man, United States. Oh, Ireland. Uh, the woman is... Where the what fuck is, is her it? Name? It's not here. What? It's not a... Yeah, it's not on a... I thought it would be here. Baby, blah, blah. You see, I did episodes on fairies as well. Um, so it no, it was def- Bridget Cleary is who it was. It was the murder that of Bridget it. Cleary. Yep. She was murdered by her husband in 1890. She only got done for manslaughter, yeah? Uh, the trial. So basically, um, 10 people were charged. One of the original nine was discharged at this stage um, at, the, at, the, at the hearings, leaving nine defendants bound over for trial. The court session began on 3rd July and the grand jury indicted five of the defendants for murder. Michael Cleary, Patrick Boland, Mary Kennedy, James Kennedy and Patrick Kennedy. All nine were, char- were indicted on charges of wounding. The case proceeded on to trial. So what came out? I think it was manslaughter. <clears throat> the jury witnessed... Uh, Michael Cleary was found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to 20 years of penal servitude. He spent 15 years in prison. He was released from Maryborough. That's what you do for murder, no? Port Leash Prison. Uh, I thought he would have been sent to Australia, to be honest. And uh, in 1910, he moved to the English city of Liverpool from where he immigrated to Canada in July of the same year. I wonder, did all the people that he moved in with in Liverpool and Canada know that he had burnt his wife? <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, you're fucking... Yeah, that's why you're made, you know, if you're moving that far afield. Yeah. Especially back then. I mean, <laughs> fucking what's his name? Larry Murphy can be over in England without people recognizing them for a while. Yeah. 
Yeah. And in this modern age, then, yeah, I, I would assume back then he could just leave and no one would know who he is. Change the name and just get on with a new life. Gone. That's all it was back then. You just picked up, walked out, and changed the name. There would be no way. I mean, like, now a quick Google would let you know if your husband's oh. a serial killer, like, you know, like, if he's been, you know, well. You figure, so you, you yeah. can do a bit of sleuting and figure shit out yeah, a lot quicker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the next group tragedy was the Arfart Latrine disaster. Arfart? No, Arfart. Oh, right. I was like, out the fucking Arfart. road there. No, but Ardfart is mentioned in super historical uh, sources because of the cathedral. So when you're looking at, uh, when I was uh, doing a lot of research during lockdown about Catherine Swinford and I was looking at the old, old, old pipe rolls. So yeah. about from like maybe like uh, 1100, 10, uh, 1000 um, from the UK and cathedral. I thought it was really cool. The cathedral and Ardfart just kept popping up here and there. Yeah. So did Chile once or twice. But uh, the Ardfart, Ardfart, latrine disaster occurred on the 26th of July in 11. 1184, when Henry VI, who was king of Germany and later Holy Roman Emperor, held Hoftag. So it's kind of like an informal assembly in the Petersburg Citadel in Erfurt. I'm right in saying latrine means toilet, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) On the morning of the 26th July, the combined weight of the assembled nobles caused the wooden second story floor of the building to collapse. And most of them fell through into the latrine cesspit below the ground floor. Uh, We're about 60 of them drowned in liquid excrement. Oh, <laughs> oh, I die in my own vomit beforehand. Mm-hmm. This event is called the Erfurter Latrine and Sturz, which is literally the Erfurt Latrine Fall in several German sources. So all of the nobles... Oh my God, it's a shit story with Germans. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> it explains a lot. <laughs> there's collective trauma there, Josh. So, <laughs> Shiza. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so about, as I said, about 60 of them died. And then those who, who did dry, they, who did die, as I said, it was, they were drowned in human excrement or suffocated from the fumes emitted by decomposing waste while others were crushed by the falling debris. So decomposing... Oh, they were the lucky ones. They were the lucky ones. So decomposing poop kind of gives off, um, it gives off sulfur containing compounds like hydrogen sulfide, which if inhaled in large doses can cause shock, convulsions, coma and death. Low levels then it just cause kind of eye, do you know um, if, if, if the dog has weed or pooped somewhere and it yeah. kind of causes your, your eyes to sting, that is what, co- that same gas would, is what would cause these people to convulse. And would quite. that gas be flammable? Would it be like, the because I know they use like uh, fertilizer and stuff like that and bombs. That gas is 100% flammable because there, when, when toilet systems were just starting to be used, mm-hmm. there were a lot of cases of exploding toilets. <laughs> the old house would just blow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, especially in the Victorian era, it was kind of a, a problem because like you light a match. Or like there be yeah, yeah, yeah. candles everywhere. Exactly, like, yeah, exactly. You're not you need to make sure it was well cleared out. Like it's obviously pressure. So if pressure flow and all that wouldn't have been what it is now. Oh and my god! Yeah. So that, that was also a fear in historical times was that your toilet might pop. <laughs> <laughs> Back then you get the plague if you get explosive diarrhea. So you rather die of explosive diarrhea or diarrhea exploding. I am pretty <laughs> <One of the laughs> sure that only in the last 10, 20 years as well there was a line of toilets uh, called because uh, the pressure system inside them was causing the the, 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 the balls to shatter. Like. Okay. Uh, I have a friend yeah. who has a brother. Yeah. And nobody died in this story, amazingly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he broke the toilet seat in a house party. Right. With a head. 
and nobody was injured. But the toilet seat was uh, not toilet seat. Toilet bowl was fucked. Like Your man wasn't concussed. His head off it. Yeah. Holy nobody shit. was able. There was. There was. He, he was fine. He was walking around. The they were just cackling like it was literally something. something I must have been. But they also broke the bottom stairs, step of the stairs, as well. Like that. And I know. This what, is the bunch of eighteen-year-olds. But there was no no injuries. I was hearing all this. I was like, right. So who's gone to hospital? Okay, <laughs> Surely. I, I, I always thought that that's a, a way, a good way to fall. Not a good way to die. It's an easy way to fucking end up dead. It's slipping, bowl, slipping and hitting your head off the toilet bowl. It, it freaks me out. Especially, getting out of the yeah, bat, like no. I'm always worried about slipping and hitting my head off yeah, the fucking sink or something. Yeah, especially you know? now that we're getting the same older. Kind, and it's the same kind of uh, same stuff it's made out of. You know, the, to- the toilet and the sink, they're por- both porcelain. Uh, they're, they're both the heavy kind of... I hate thinking yeah. about it. And speaking of butts, I yeah. was talking about <laughs> this one on, a, on our weekend update. Edmund Ironside. So oh, he yeah. was the king of the English and he died on 30th of November 1016, allegedly by an assassin who was hiding in his toilet and apparently stabbed him in the bum. <laughs> the most famous version of, like, that's the most famous version of events. So basically when Edmund became king, the Danish Vikings were um, led by Knut. Knut was elected, um, uh, he was elected by the Witten, the council who elected the kings at the time, yeah. whereas Edmund was was elected King by the, the people's champion. Yeah, exactly. We talked about that. In the yeah, class, yeah, exactly. And Edmund, he, he earned the nickname Ironside because he was super strong and all that. So there was a lot of fighting back and forth. And then Edmund, just to stop the uh, the bloodshed, he went to Canute and he was like, look, we'll just fight one to one. And then whoever wins, wins. And Canute was like, no, because you're always Yeah, you're Ironside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he was like, what we can do is sure. we can divide the kingdom. And I have this and you have that. And then this is the way it stays. So one of us dies and then whoever survives gets the rest of us. See, I find that that strange. In those situations, would the big, stronger Ironside not say, well, fine, you just uh, pick somebody. Would they not? Couldn't they like uh, pick a a substitute for themselves? Yeah, but... I think what Knut <coughs> was getting at was he was going to win either way. Oh, I knew, yeah. He knew Edmund, he I mean, like, he, his his strength was supposed to have been legendary. Like, do you know what? It's was like, like going against the mountain? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So, um... Like poor Pedro Pascal oh, on the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> that I would didn't see that coming. I nearly vomited. It was my first time seeing Pedro Pascal, or knowing that I'd seen pa- Pedro we Pascal. Seen him obviously, we've seen him in Buffy, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so basically, less than a month after, about a month after the agreement was signed, um, Edmund ended up dead in the toilet. So there's a lot of historians point out that he'd been fighting. Maybe he picked up something, you know, some kind of wound that festered. But um, the, the two commonly accepted versions are that he was stabbed in the bum or like time when Lannister was he was having a poop and his assassin came in with the crossbow and, and just shot him while he was on the toilet shot him while he was on the toilet I'll tell you whoever was in the, the guy that was in that toilet bowl you know he's a kinky fucker <laughs> <laughs> but this is actually quite common uh-huh. the whole butt thing and people hiding in toilets as we will see <laughs> so uh, you fast forward a couple of hundred years in England and you have Edward II of England. So he's the guy to the Prince and Braveheart. Yeah. And now, okay, I will say that there is a lot of propaganda. There was a lot, a lot of propaganda surrounding what kind of person Edward II was. 
um, there's a lot of you know like he he may have 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 been gay. He might he mightn't have been gay. He might have just had a really good friend who just gave him lots of presents. You know, but like but it's kind of was the common thing back then, wasn't it? Uh, you know, if they were gay, they just get married for show and have their guy on the side. Oh yeah, but I but mean, like, the guys, the, the straight guys were doing the same thing yeah. anyway. They were marrying fucking women, but, that's but then not they what were I sleeping mean. with women on the side. Like. I mean, he was he he could have been gay. Like that's not being disputed at all. Like, but like the other side of it is that people hated him so much that they just zoned in on this one relationship as a way of talking him down. You okay. know, yeah. it, was, it, was, it, was, it could have been pure propaganda as well. There's a lot of dispute. Because over. obviously up until about 10 years ago, being if you were gay, you yeah. were, you, there was something wrong with you. Yeah, like exactly, we exactly. mentioned on the Frank Zillow episode when we were talking about schizophrenia, yeah. homosexuality was in, in yeah. the 70s and 80s was yeah. classed as a mental illness. Yeah, I yeah. mean, in, in Ireland... I think in the 90s it was still fucking classified yeah, yeah, yeah. as it was illegal and it was classified as a mental illness like, yeah you know? yeah so uh prince or uh, edward's portrayal in braveheart is kind of taken from the stereotypically accepted view of how edmund was and they portray him as very campy very and then they have um they have his uh, his super bff or boyfriend there as well and he's his right man right hand man at all time yeah. obviously dur- during his career his uh, as king he he gave him a lot of gifts he gave him a lot of titles and there's a lot of nobles starting to get the hump over it so this yeah. is where like all the trouble started so um braveheart apart from being widely fucking inaccurate at a time most of the way <laughs> but uh it does play into that so the commonly accepted version of his death is that when he was when when he when power was taken from him and he was locked up he got a red hot poker into the anus Oh. So this is where I believe that he, he I, I believe he was probably gay, but they but they used it, they they played it up because that to me feels like you know a slice, you know you're gay, so this is how oh, we want yeah, to kill you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's awful. Like, but I mean, like, did they have to make it hot? I mean, yeah, was it not bad enough just being a poker up the ass? I would imagine it'll go in either if it's red hot. <laughs> okay. oh. So I mean, I will just point out that. It, for some reason, having a lot of power makes using the toilet really fucking risky. <laughs> really risky. Diapers is yeah. it for the king. <laughs> God Bring free. me the royal changing table. Yeah. <laughs> I have done a poopy. <laughs> Can you imagine those baby fetishes? <laughs> but, uh, when I say baby, the infantile, when I say baby fetishes, it's, 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 it's so fucking weird. I mean... cancelled. <laughs> no, the people First, that the dress... last this- episode of Blame the Rose. Thanks for coming. Oh. See you later. I was watching this girl. She, she's like in her twenties, and like she's been living living as a baby for the last yeah, five yeah, years. She know. spends like two hundred so dollars a week. I, I on don't nappies. want to. I don't want to like kink shame anybody. But it's no, I don't creepy. believe in kink shaming. But that to me is creepy as fuck. I think I get, it's. I understand I get when that they explain it. It's not a it. pedophilia thing. No, it's a, it's a release it's more or more of a not having to worry about anything. This is all Some done. Some people say it's like a PTSD thing as well. From and then you know this is like by be acting like a child or going back to their carefree kind of mm-hmm. time. You know when they don't have to worry. They don't have. To yeah, think. that's why I mean I can understand when but, they explain it, but it's not something. I just it makes my skin crawl. It's it's, it's a bit weird, <laughs> but I mean look again. 
just because it's not for me doesn't yeah, mean I'm not going to judge you if you're yeah, yeah, if you're yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. But for me, it makes me a bit panicky, and yeah. it's only because of the association. Exactly, but that's why those people find other people who like doing that stuff, and they do that together, and that's the way yeah. everything should. Yeah, that's the way everything should go. Oh, just yeah, find other absolutely. people who like the same stuff. Well, that, yeah, it. no, I don't want to king shame anyone. But, but boy, at the same it. time, no, no, I agree with you. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> but, yeah, but exactly, but I mean, like. They, if you do it behind closed doors, it's not an issue yeah, for me. what you do is your yeah. business. Yes. We can go and have a pint later then. After Just don't tell your... us about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're having a pint, please. It's cool that you're into it. <laughs> <laughs> so Godfrey the Hunchback, he was the Duke of Lower Lorraine. So that's roughly corresponds to Belgium, Luxembourg, and most of modern day. Why do I want to say Northumbria? It's the other, the Netherlands. I know yeah, Northumbria, England. England. <laughs> oh yeah. So he reigned there until his death in February 1076. He was assassinated in Vlardingen, so that's in modern uh, Netherlands, with a spear while answering the call of nature. See, the t- toys at the time as well were just like very readily available for assassins the way they were built because it was it was it was a wide opening like it wasn't oh yeah yeah, because obviously uh, oh so someone had to come in and empty that box shit shufflers yeah like what they showed well like what they showed on um on on the david uh, daniel radcliffe uh, miracle workers miracle workers yeah but you were paid well for it and i and and just i want to be paid really fucking well for it there (laughs) are people archaeologists who have devoted their entire careers to, just to archaeological poop. poop. Well, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, the things that they have found in royal cesspits and stuff is unreal. There is um, a hairpin from Catherine de' Medici. So she would have been Mary Queen of Scots' mother-in-law. And uh, she was she was really cool. She had her own uh, kind of network of ladies' wives that just went sleeping with everybody and got the court secrets. <laughs> and stuff. But uh, she was married to the French king. But uh, one of her hairpins, they're pretty sure, is one of their her hairpins because they can identify it from um, from portraits of her. Yeah. That was found in a cesspit. And yeah, yeah, just dropped in there by accident. Someone had the possibly. But what they reckon was because the, the, the parts when when looking at the blueprints, the part the, the the cesspit that was found in didn't look to be like the royal the royal household parts of the castle say so they think that they may have she may have given it to a lady in waiting which would have been kind of like common like kind of because you know kind of a thank you it was only a little kind do, of pin do you think when do you know the way dogs poop when they're outside and they're looking around but they're they're like fucking suspicious of mm-hmm. everything i think that's how humans used to poop back yeah. like especially in war times you know like i just picture like vikings and they're out there and they're, they're yeah. <laughs> squatting down with their pants down <laughs> on their ankles just holding onto the pants <laughs> ready to pull them up if they need then just like head Steering fucking by the head. <laughs> what would you do would you maintain eye contact oh you have to <laughs> in that time you gotta show dominance <laughs> Amy. stare them down <laughs> oh boy okay so then there was Jaromir who, who was Duke of Bohemia a few times in his life in the 11th century he was also assassinated by using the toilet not by using the toilet <laughs> why using the, the toilet, toilet assassin <laughs> uh, Jaromir he was blind in kind of later life and he was in prison he fell in <laughs> can you imagine that's why <laughs> so he was imprisoned and at uh, one night when he was using the toilet and assassin pierced him with a sharp spear from behind to the bowels of the abdomen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the TV shows make it all seem so cool to be back then, but I, I was even 
it's, it just seems like everything was dangerous all the fucking time. You could die all that. And, and, and I was even like, Do you not know about the zone of death? What? Here on your face, if you got a pimple, you were probably She's going to die. She's pointing at her nose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For people the who triangle. don't know. So around, so say the tip here, what do you call the bridge the t- of your the nose? Bridge at the top of your kind nose. Of, kind of coming out and then form a triangle back in under at the bottom of your nose. If you've got a pimple or anything there, like even now you're not supposed to touch there because um, it, it, if, if you pop a pimple, it's got a very um, good chance of like spreading then to your nose. So people just died when they got a really bad pimple there. Fucking hell. I was only thinking of it the last day when I was walking onto the shop and I was absolutely frozen. I was all wrapped up, but I was still frozen and I was fucking pissed off at the, the weather here. I am always pissed off at the weather. Oh, yeah. But I was walking on and I was like, this sucks. I just wish I lived, I li- wish I lived in a nice warm country. <laughs> but I think I was listening to Warden Runa or something like that. Oh, the next thing I was like, heck. imagine if living in Vikings. I was like, no, because they had to literally fucking li- live in this outside all the time with no central heat, no warm house no fucking warm jackets and clothes and stuff all you had was like animal skins and a bit of a fire and that's it but if we moved to iceland we could get cold outside and be like oh better just jump into that pool there and warm myself up (laughs) i would love to live in iceland yeah i just want to go warm Mm. a warm pool isn't enough amy i need i need a warm everything just once I need to go to I need oh, we'll to go, go over there, there. I'd love to and go like there. chill I out go the see the for a while for the of the yeah. place as well like I mean yeah what? so the next guy I, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right you're actually really good with Japanese names so let me know if I'm not pronouncing it's from watching Japanese wrestling <laughs> from watching Japanese wrestling yeah so Yusugi Kenshin he's coming over can you have a look yeah yeah. Cool. Was a 16th century Japanese daimyo. I'm definitely saying that right, aren't I? What? Daimyo. It's like a feudal lord. I think so. Cool. They don't use that that often in wrestling. <laughs> 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 More champions Sorry. than lords. <laughs> <laughs> so his, okay. I'll point out that it's said that it's most likely that he died of esophageal cancer because he described uh, pains like a lead ball in his stomach. So he, he, the Japanese were known for writing death poems. So kind of about their impending death. death. I he, think I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he specifically <coughs> mentioned that uh, that pain in his stomach in his death poem. So they kind of think that it might have been like uh, something like cancer. But um, it's also said that he was the victim of one of the most famous ninja assassinations by a ninja concealed in the cesspool beneath the latrine at Kenshin's camp with a short spear or sword. Historians do point out, though, that it doesn't mean that both are mutually exclusive. He could have been an already weak, dying man on the toilet, and he was fatally wounded. From the ooze, you say. From the, the cesspool, The cesspool kind of ooze oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, he was down underneath. I'm just saying, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, they go back in time to Japan. Maybe it was one of the turtles. Yeah. <laughs> Which one of the four do you think would be willing to get into the poop? Michelangelo. No, I think he'd bitch him more way to suffer. Do Raphael ain't going to do it. So he'd give it Donatello's too. I think Leonardo being the leader would have to take the poop. Oh, lunch. he'd have to take the reins there. If nobody right. else is going to do it as the leader, kind of falls. Or you could tell him to cop the fuck on. I'm the leader. You're going in. Or, that's or you could leadership. say, hey, dad, you're a rat. Get in the shit. You're used to it. <laughs> They all live in sewers. They don't give a fuck off or all. They literally have their house in the sewer. Sewers is all poop, though, it's not. So, yeah, yeah. They, they don't care. <laughs> Could have been any of the fucking turtles that did it. Yuck. 
I don't know because I can't remember the storyline from the third one. I haven't seen that in years. The most recent one that I've seen is the storyline where they, with the with the babies, where they're all cute babies. Oh, the the, the cartoon one, yeah. the set uh, Rogan one. Yeah, I enjoy that one. Yeah, I that was that on was like really good. Yeah, yeah I'd kind of tune in and out of. I could tell you the story. Like I could it. never really keep the the new ones, the CGI ones with Megan Fox couldn't hold my attention for some reason. It felt like I the don't new know. movies. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I yeah. think Michael Bay does them, doesn't he? Yeah. And it felt very transformery. It was just like I think action, they action, tried action, to action, keep action, action, the look action, of the action, real action. turtles about them as well. So much at the same time that it just can't didn't. beat the original two. No. The original two were the best, and it was so the practical effects. I mean, those turtles in the nineteen nineties. Looked more real mm-hmm. than the fucking CGI fucking ones that Johnny Knoxville and all them fucking voiced in, in what, like 2012, 2013? Those movies feel like cuddly, warm, beside the fire just oh, after a bath. Big, it. big movie. I loved I was a turtle fucking maniac when I was a kid. I remember one Christmas getting all the figures, getting all the turtle figures. I got Shredder. I got, uh, I even got, um, Master Splinter, I got the bus, you know, the, 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 the turtle mobile. Yeah. I had that. Oh, I was in my fucking element. I still have a picture hanging up in my bedroom of when I was about four years old with my face painted oh, up yeah, in uh, Leonardo's arms. A guy dressed up in a shitty Leonardo suit mm-hmm. for a festival, you know, actually. And uh, I, I, I can remember that day. I will point out also that it's, uh, it's, it's a fact that he went around trying to take up manhole covers. Huh? Did you not try yep. to go around me? <laughs> My mom constantly found me outside trying to get the manhole covers off. Did you ever off. actually manage no, to No, they don't move. You need a fucking... Uh, they, they, I assume they have some... T- they have like a, a big fucking crowbar. Thing, in no, hope was... I was only small. I was only like four or if five. If you got your hands on a crowbar... Oh, yeah, four or five. If one had... Oh, if I had found one open, oh, there is... Like, there is your a poor sm- mother, she'd have fucking killed you. There would be a small possibility that I'd go down all right, yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it made me realise we're going to have to keep an eye on our kids more. kids can't get enough of that blood guts and gore then head on over to our patreon where for just five bucks a month you'll get exclusive access to our true crime show real monsters and horrific history tales from playing with bones with amy rose along with early access to our mini souls and ad free access to everything else all this and loads more horror-tastic extras from the horrorverse so what are you waiting for permission go nick your parents card today and subscribe now at patreon.com forward slash it's alive alive pod remember that's it's alive alive podcast the really really fake true crime horror podcast it's alive alive all the guts and gore with none of the guilt and then we have the saints and awful deaths for saints does appear to be kind of a prerequisite for them (laughs) (laughs) so simon the zealot he was sawn in half in persia so Simon was one of Jesus' apostles, but he was kind of one of the more obscure ones. Okay. And sawing in half as a method of execution can be found in uh, the history of Asia, Africa, the Americas, Europe. Literally like a magician, like fucking put you in a box and saw you in half. There are a few different ways. <laughs> 
So, uh, for example, the Emperor Caligula was fond of that way. So sawing people in half transversely, which is uh, very similar to a method that would have been used in China, which is called Chinese waist chopping. So the Chinese, it looked kind of mm-hmm. like a Joe you know, paper guillotines. What do you mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah, with the, with the lever. Yeah. That's what the little Chinese, well, I want to say little. So basically like taking off their head, except they're cutting from the middle. Yeah. And there's no, like the, the guillotine isn't coming from above. It's yeah. the guy at the other end of the lever literally going. Oh, just pulling it down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No. At least it's so, quick though. Oh, that would be quick, but yeah, I don't yeah. think that would be quick. Yeah, yeah. When you originally said this, I, I kind of pictured, you know, when you see like a, uh, the old lumberjack pictures and mm-hmm. there's like two guys with one long saw and two handles and they're either end like going back and forth. Oh, just wait for it. <laughs> so the other places like Morocco and in Simon's case, Persia, the sawing started at the groin and went the whole way to the skull. Oh, fuck. Sounds like something on a hostel or fucking saw. Uh-huh. Simon's execution is the only execution by sawing that ex- is explicitly uh, described as him being suspended upside down and then sawn apart vertically through the middle. Hang on, so no, we're we talking terrifier. Terrifier. So we're yeah. talking Arctic clone yeah. here, like that fucking hacksaw and oh, yeah, down yeah. the middle. Yeah, and from looking at things like that, the minute that's why I turned away. The minute she was upside down, because I turned to you, and I was like, I know what's going to come. But out. I, I was looking at you, and I was like, because that was we hadn't seen a movie that extreme in a while. Uh-huh. We had been kind of stuck with. Uh, I've been stuck in the eighties for yeah, a long yeah, time when yeah. it came to horror. I just love eighties horror, like Tom Savini style yeah. gore. It's just what I'm into. Mm-hmm. So, Art the Clown kept getting kind of brought up, and I was like, all right, we got to check this out, let's check it out. And we sucked it up one night and threw it on, and I love it. I'd be mm-hmm. like, fucking. The first one's a bit dark for me, but the second one I uh, put up there a couple of my way. It's one of my favorites now, the second mm. one. And um, I just, it's just because I hadn't seen that line cross before, it was kind of a bit of a shock, do you know? And again, yeah, in Tom Savini stuff, you do, obviously, but it's. It's, it's, it's more, different gore. It's not as realistic. It's not. It, you can just, it's something that you can enjoy. And because yeah. you know it's not real, but you still kind of get that gross really old like, factor. Oh, but it's so yeah, funny. Yeah, like, oh, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, because like you, like you joke about Tom Savini's blood being like orange blood. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Very bright, yeah, right? You can tell when Tom Savini's. So the- when he, like, shows her hanging upside down by her ankles and he's walking around with the hacksaw and you're like, no, I'm like nah, nah. I turned to you and I said I know where they're going with this mm-hmm. I, I think I know where they're going with this but I don't think they, they can't possibly show this I can they like <laughs> just no. goes for it yuck <laughs> but uh, basically when you look at wood carvings of things uh, wood, so they're, they, they, they be a few hundred years old um, they do show uh, basically people in that position like in Terrifier but with two lumberjacks at the end and now when I say lumberjacks obviously lumberjack saw kind with of with lumberjack saw yeah. and that's how it's done <laughs> sometimes they would have been um, when they were suspended they would have been attached to two planks on either side I presume maybe to help them peel both sides away okay, yeah so anyway, and then there's the other Saint Disciple, Saint Disciple, Saint Simon, huh? yeah. who was also a disciple. He was crucified upside down because he was like, "Oh, I'm not worthy of being crucified like our saviors." So They're like, "All right, we'll just crucify you upside down." Is that not seen as satanic though? Yeah, yeah, it was a bit like the start of the Exorcist. Uh, which one? It was the prequel, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. the prequel. A so terrible, terrible prequel. Down. Saint Lawrence, who is the patron saint of cooks, chefs, and comedians, 
was roasted That's alive. a weird fucking mix. <laughs> I know. Cooks, chefs and comedians. Mm-hmm. So he was roasted alive on a giant grill during the persecution of the Emperor Valerian. Just like a cartoon. <laughs> well, no, okay. When I've seen historical reenactments of these grills, they're more like grill chairs. Um, so actually the one that I saw, it stayed with me for a while afterwards because it's like mm-hmm. the screaming lady being put being pushed onto one in the Colosseum like so it's like a heated chair so um, according to Prudentius who was a Christian Roman poet um, he wrote that St. Lawrence joked with his uh, torturers that tell him to turn me over I'm done on this side <laughs> now he I don't wrote, need to be able to do that you'd be screaming oh, exactly so I'm, that's I'm why pretty I was sure point, as soon as you point. touch that you're sticking to oh, it yeah, like. yeah, yeah. but I was about to point out that Prudentius would have been writing just under 100 oh, under 100 years after so it's yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. So that's the obviously legend. why he is the patron saint of comedians as well as cooks and chefs. Because he cracked the joke while he was being cooked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Imagine what that smell would be like. Like bacon, apparently. Yeah? No, it's not supposed to taste like bacon. I thought it was supposed to taste like chicken. I don't know what I'm thinking of. I always thought it was chicken that I heard. I thought it was, is that what Hannibal Lecter said? I can't remember. Maybe it's bacon that tastes like bacon. Yeah, bacon definitely tastes like bacon. <laughs> I'm certain of that one. Now, Marcus of Arethusa, who I don't think he was a saint, but he was, he was he was a martyr and a bishop. He was hung upside down in... Uh, no, he wasn't hung upside down, but he was hung in a honey-smeared basket and a load of bees were set off. Like uh, Nicolas Cage's Wicker Man. Not oh, the bees! Is this where he got Not it? the bees! Yeah! Yeah? <laughs> I have to, you know, because um, the guy who made the drama the audio drama sequel to the wicker man that i spoke about yeah, yeah the lonesome lansome lamp the lonesome lampton worm <laughs> and uh he got on to me afterwards yeah. and you know, just kind of thanked me for mentioning him on the show yeah and uh i i should i need to get on to him and ask him because i was curious myself listening to it they do in that sequel have not the bees yeah. not the bees when he's running through the thing and i was wondering was that create a uh, creative license but did they put that in there as a kind of easter egg to the nick cage one or was that something that was in the original concept script and that when Nick Cage's version would be made, they took that from that concept script and, and put it in there for, yeah. from that direction. Okay. You know, I, I, I just don't know if it was their little thing or was it originally supposed to be there and Nick Cage used it. It's not in the movie. We watched fucking Nick Cage it's movie. Not. It's a deleted scene. It's in the director's cut. Okay. And um, I don't care enough to watch that movie again to, to get to the director's yeah. cut. It was fine. I remember when it first came out. It, it happened, was yeah. grand. It's just, when you take the religion out of Wicker Man, there's no real fucking point to the movie. Mm. Do you know? Yeah. So yeah. when he wasn't a highly religious uptight man and started ninja kicking women in fucking the, 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 the restaurant. Oh, <laughs> the restaurant they're going to say in the vagina. There was no, it was <laughs> kind of like a bar. Oh, in the bar. No, so yeah. their version of the bar, but your one like comes up then and... Uh, the bartender owner, it wasn't a man, it was a woman, this big hefty woman. And uh, she came running at him and he just fucking boots her across the fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> it was the wildest shit ever. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a good movie. Either. It was, a, like I said, it was okay. It was but okay. It, it wasn't the Wicker Man. Yeah, exactly. So while I was uh, researching all the saints, one thing that I saw was that being st- them being stoned to death is was seen as like an unusual or a bizarre method. 
Love I it. keep you, telling people that's the way I want to go. No, I want to be stoned to death. But uh, I don't. <laughs> I, th- I think trying. it happens. I think it happens far too too commonly to be to be seen like as a bizarre or or, or unusual death. And I, I actually society, think it's, it's like it's, absolutely it's, horrific. Yeah, and it's, it's fucking, fucking cowardly. Absolutely cowardly. I know it's done to men as well. I understand that, but primarily it's for women who have. Who, who have had affairs or just even not even affairs for the tiniest, tiniest fucking things. And I it's saw... A a, it's a brutal way to fucking way. Yeah, And they still do that in fucking exactly. certain places. I mean, I, I'm not 100% sure. Is, it, is well, it like in recent times, in it's like been that? legal or customary in Iran, United Arab Emirates, Qatar, Mauritiana, Saudi Arabia, Sudan, Yemen, Northern Nigeria, Afghanistan, Brunei, and tribal parts of Pakistan, including Northwest Kram Valley and the Northwest um, region. So it's been rarely so not, carried out. Not to be talking shit about any, but mainly Islamic religion places. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, some of the not countries, all Islamic people are bad, but the, 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 some of those laws and rules are a bit fucking backwards when oh, you look at that. There, for this there. day and age, I mean, I talk shit a lot about like the likes of the Catholic and Christian church and stuff like that. Mm. But at least they've seen the sense to move with the times. Yeah. To yeah. start fucking pushing forward and making changes to modernize, to survive. Mm. That kind of shit that happens over in those fucking countries mm. is, I mean, like Saudi Arabia and stuff like that, mm. the way women are treated and stuff like that. Mm. I remember WB went to Saudi Arabia the first time. Yeah. And they were showing videos of all the co-progressive we've gotten, we even let women drive now. And I'm like, everywhere else, that's just normal, man. <laughs> you don't yeah, be bragging about yeah. that. It's just, it's just crazy, like, you know, that yeah. they still have that view. And we were even talking about it before, about the fact that you'd need me as a chaperone oh, if you yeah, wanted to go outside. Yeah, yeah. And when you see the women all covered up, it's like, how do you live your life completely? Oh, you covered all the yeah. fucking... Oh, look, again, everywhere. Like, we talked about the king stuff earlier on. Everybody's got their ways and every whatever makes you happy and whatever gets you through the day. Exactly. Do you know? Exactly. So in some of those countries, including Afghanistan, um, Joe, they, it, it's actually, it's carried out by kind of like militants and tribal leaders and kind of people that be kind of not, not government, not proper government. So in Iran, it was used, um, it, it is used as a punishment for adultery and homosexuality. And between 1980 and 2009, at least 150 people in Iran. Is it stoned to death or is it just stoned for a period of time and if you die, you death. die? Well, yeah, you know, it's stoned to death. Okay, yeah. yeah. And they're like, the like, apparently once they, once they <coughs> finish stoning, like there's a thing, like once the stoning is finished, if you've survived, you get to walk free, but you are bound in cloth. You are buried with your hands and buried up. You have no way of protecting hands. yourself. No way of protecting yourself. Yeah. So you're not, you're, you're, you're not surviving it. Like it's controversial theory, right? Mm. But you know how they say like, uh, and you see it a lot in America with the, pray the gay away pastors who turn mm. out to be blowing these guys these guys on the side yeah uh, do you think that all these uh these these countries who are like stoning homosexuals are just like have like this like undertone of all of them being secretly closet closet gays and they're all yeah, and, that's, like, and that's where the well, if he's from going to well. do it then I can't we need to get him out of here <laughs> no fair no fair right, just to go back to the creepy pasta crib last week with the incubus when I was doing that that's all that I could think is this incubus seduced men that were like oh it must have been an incubus no you're you're, you're gay, like, <laughs> yeah, and then going out, oh, is the demon 
But that was just the fear of it. it the fear but of again, it, exactly. But that is my view. It was just that they, they were all fucking feeling it, and then they were like, "Oh no!" <laughs> but uh, but they they punished the ones that did it because it was like, "Well, you get to do it, and I don't." So <laughs> we're gonna to <laughs> so we're gonna punish you for it. <laughs> there is um, a true story. Mm. Soraya M. It's, it's it's a movie, the stoning of Soraya M. And it was the first kind of what opened my eyes about it. And uh, it's basically her husband wanted to divorce her so he could marry a fourteen year old. But it was a French uh, French Iranian journalist that found out about it. Her aunt was telling her the story, and uh, so your man had her falsely accused of adultery. And uh, the father, sons, all. It's all so fucking brutal. Yeah. I was. Do you remember the scene in Vikings where they take her ear for fucking? Because they think she's being adulterous. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy, like stuff like that. And, she was adulterous. And then we were watching uh, Band of Brothers and the women. No, I said, I understand. You even said you'd understand under the pressure of what was going on with the Nazis and all that. The women that slept with the Nazis, yeah. getting their heads shaved and all that. And even when the American soldiers turn around to your band, the, the, the guy in the, 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 the Dutch fucking mm. village or whatever, and said it to him, and he was like... <laughs> They slept with the Nazis, uh, so they're being fucking, you know, they're being branded. But he's like, could be worse. We're killing the men. We're shooting the men. <laughs> you know, did whatever. they sleep with the Nazis? Or as women, did they do what they had to do to survive? But that's it. You don't know. You, know, you I mean, don't like, know who was a sympathizer and who was doing what they needed to do to keep it. was a constant alive. issue up the north as well during the, um, the Troubles. Yeah. There's like a story and it is fucking so tragic. Like, this woman... Okay, she was accused. She'd been warned once or twice of uh, for may, uh, maybe informing to the the Brits. They weren't they weren't sure or something like that. Yeah. But what happened was there was a gunfight outside her house. She fucking heard someone go tied up against the door. Mm. She didn't know whether what type of soldier he was, but she opened the door and she pulled him into safety. He was after being shot. Turned out he was a British soldier. And the IRA came came around and basically she's one of the disappeared, one of the people who there's a, a group like called the disappeared that they basically took and they they, they, they deny killing they her disappeared her yeah they deny killing her and for years like their families are, are asking where they are and the IRA just keep kind of going well uh, they're, they're, they they've left the country they abandoned you they 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 they, they you know they live somewhere else now and they're, they're under another name and uh, but obviously came out after that. They had been killed, like, and this woman <laughs> yeah. was taken in front of her kids, yeah, a single yeah, mother yeah. taken in front of her kids it's fucking and fucking killed shocking. and branded then as a fucking uh, whore Sympathize who was sleeping with the, the Brits yeah. and giving them uh, information and all this kind of stuff, like, you know, black, because that's what they do with it. I mean, like... They justify what they did by blackening your name. But that's like, it. Yeah. My fucking grandfather would be rolling his grave now if you heard me talking shit about all this. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll tell you now on that side, pass from that era... I will come from a very Republican family. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very Republican family, do you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, since it's not as big an issue these days, you know, to that point, to the size it was in the Troubles, it's not brought up yeah. as much, but... Yeah, uh, uh, shit like that is terrible. It this is. This whole disappeared thing. At least if you're going to fucking shoot somebody for treason or whatever, man up and fucking say you did it. Yeah. Instead of being pussies and hiding about, yeah. about it. Exactly. Like, you know? exactly. Uh, no, I think they did eventually fucking fess up to it. Uh, but again, they shit all over her name on, uh, along the way, like, you know, which is, uh, yeah. which is what was done regularly. And that wasn't just the IRA, that was both sides. Yeah. The fucking, oh, it was. The loyalists were doing the exact thing. I fucking heard and read some shit about what the loyalists used to do to fucking women mm. that they thought were, uh, there was a woman 
they were, what they call romper rooms is what they used to call them. They had um, basically rooms where they take people to beat the living shit out of them Jesus. and a uh, whole court as to whether they live or die. But uh, this woman was accused of sleeping with um, Irishmen or yeah. national uh, Republicans yeah. once or twice. And what actually happened was she had slept with one of the other women. One of the other women fancied your man or was get, had been with your man or whatever. So she slept with the ex or whatever. And uh, she started making up sword. Basically, all the women got together, the women's kind of group, because they obviously had their own yeah, women, gang yeah. as well, like, you know, battalion or whatever they call it. And started making up fucking stories about her, kind of saying, you know, she's sleeping with this person, she's sleeping with that person, she's passing information. And uh, that's what happened. She was taken to one of these romper rooms. Her daughter was outside the room, her infant daughter, like, she was taken from outside the shop and they were dragged to this place, like, mm. and your one was beaten to death by a 16 year old and a 17 year old who was just dancing on her. And when they were finished, they were just discussing what, where they were going to go that night to go out drinking. Yeah. No, they were all caught. I, th- I think they were caught and charged. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if they think they're out at this stage. But yeah, beat your one to fucking death because she slept with the other. <laughs> because she might have slept. Because some girl said she slept with somebody on the other side. Jesus. So, Hi. yeah. We move on to something. Well, not that they're all still dead. Something but a bit lighter. lighter. <laughs> so, just kind of rotten luck one. So, Seagirt the Mighty, he was the second Earl of Orkney until 892. Uh, he was riding his horse one day with the hell of Mal- Malbrita. I think I'm saying that right. It's Scottish. He was a Pictish noble at the time. So he had his head attached to his saddle as a trophy. Okay. So while he was riding, Malbrita's uh, teeth grazed Seagirt's leg. And then Seagirt got an infection and died. I've heard of that one before. Mm-hmm. So Malbrita then, uh, I don't know if it's because he had bug teeth or if it's because of what happened with the with the leg and the graze. He's known as Malbrita, the buck tooth or the tusk. I don't know if this is from the same story or if this is two different stories. Mm. Actually, I think this might be the same guy, right? Mm. That was his second time getting sick from a skull. Yeah? The first time, I think, if I'm right, he had... Is this an Irish guy? No, he's Secret the Mighty. He's Earl of Orkney, so Orkney would be just over Scotland. I'm pretty sure... I know, I think I know who you're talking about. I'm pretty about. sure the first skull, there was a mouse in it that bit your man. And he got sick from the mouse, but he recovered... And then took another skull, and that was the talk. Uh, the second skull he took ended up fucking wounding him and killing him. And it was like the fucking irony of it. Oh, you know, yeah. Like you fucking survived the first time, and you were stupid enough I need to, to take check another skull. That out because, I yeah. think that's who I'm thinking of. I might be way off. It could be a completely different story, but it was definitely a story of a guy taking a skull. The mouse came out, bit him. He was very, very sick, nearly mm. died, mm. survived, and then took another fucking fella's head. And, and that one, way, that killed him. Leg. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, the next one I reckon you might have a bit of uh, interest in. So, have you ever heard of Arachnon of Phigalia? No. So, Arachnon was an ancient Greek pancreton. Have that? you heard of pan- Pancration? No. So, it's very similar to MMA. Okay. It was a combat sport of the ancient Greek Olympics. So, it was an unarmed sport, uh, a combat sport, and it was in- introduced into the Olympics around 648 BC. It should be so, like what, wrestling, like. Greco-Roman Not wrestling. just wrestling. This is why it's like MMA. It was boxing, wrestling mostly, but uh, they allowed kicking holes, joint lock, locks and chokes. So it was very, Don't very pure, nice. Yeah, yeah, 100% UFC MMA Absolutely, kind of stuff. Yeah. So this guy anyway caused his own death during the Olympic finals and still managed to win. 
Oh, what did he yeah. do? <laughs> so he held, he was held by his opponent, who is unidentified, but he was held in kind of like a stranglehold. Right. And he wasn't able to free himself, so he kicked his opponent, causing the opponent so much pain from the ankle injury that the opponent made the sign of defeat. Tapped but out. while yeah. moving to make that sign, I don't know if it's tapping out or whatever oh, yeah. sign he made, while moving to make that sign, he actually broke Eric's neck. Oh. So he did tap out, but he also killed him at the same time. So Fucking hell. I'm pretty sure he's probably the only wrestler to win a match after dying. <sighs> yeah. That is some achievement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. want to be the other guy. <laughs> like I got beaten by a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Career over. <laughs> and do you know there is an Irish horse trainer? who not, No, horse rider, jockey, who mm-hmm. was proclaimed winner after he died. Well, he just died on the horse died and the horse the kept horse. running. Yeah, so Frank Hayes, uh, he, he was, um, died 4th of June, 1923. He won um, a steeplechase at Belmont Park Racetrack in, El- racetrack in Elmont, New York. And he suffered a fatal heart attack in the latter part of the race. They reckon he was just trying to, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And the pressure kind of gave him the heart yeah. attack. And uh, he remained attached to the horse. And they went to say, he, he passed the line first. But so. obviously because he died, and there was kind of a few formalities like weigh-ins and stuff like that that have to be done in the match. Everybody was like, right, well, we're clearly not going to do those. And he's just after winning. So, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. So he, that he was, he was Irish. I don't know where he was born, but, um, but he's, he, he is Irish. Mm-hmm. Some way to go out. I think Ric Flair has said that multiple times. He wants to die go in the doing ring. What you love. So, uh, go out doing what you're, you know. Yeah. I always wondered that about um, Dying Bag when he died from Pantera because he was shot in the back of the head, as far as I know, while playing. I think he said they were, he was just getting into a solo, and I was like, well, at least like I said I knew it was tragic. It was tragic. It was shitty. It was terrible for all, everybody involved, you know, that he was killed like that. Yeah. But I was like, for him, who knew no different. Who one minute was just playing his fucking song and playing, getting into a solo and getting the energy of the thing, doing what yeah. he loved, and then the lights just went out suddenly because he was shot in yeah. the head, like yeah, you know? yeah. So was, was or was there fucking? I, I'm not too was sure. There was there was there shit beforehand? Was there kind of was he trying to hide or whatever? But as far as I remember hearing at the time, he was playing while he was shot. Playing, like. I think he was. Yeah, he's playing at the time. Yeah. So I think that I'm going to end on a kind of an absolutely. Kind of a ridiculous one. Okay. And I did kind of touch on him lightly. In, um, the rest of them weren't ridiculous at all. <laughs> touch, I touched on him lightly Hiding in the weekend. Hiding in the fucking cistern of a toilet for a fucking guy to come in so you can poke him up the ass. <laughs> go on. So uh, Draco, he lived from about 625 to 600 BCE. He was the first recorded legislator of Athens in ancient Greece. So basically... He made laws that got rid of um, blood revenge. And he had, there was a code there. There was, he brought in trials, you know, um, y- you couldn't go and kill that guy because he killed your brother kind of thing. Like, do you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So people were extremely appreciative of him. So Vendettas, day, basically. Uh, Family yeah, vendettas. Yeah, vendetta, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, he came before assembly. There was a massive audience one day and everybody was like, oh my God, you, this is so great that you're after bringing in laws. We're going to show our appreciation and a sign of showing appreciation of, in Athens at the time was to throw your cloak at someone. So you have hundreds and hundreds of people throwing their cloaks at him and he died in the theater. He was suffocated. Holy fucking shit. That's mm-hmm. just mental. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Closest I've seen to him that is ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling. Hmm. The, I can't remember it was Terry Funk went looking for a steel chair yeah 
and the audience Everybody everyone was sitting chairs. on steel chairs uh-huh. so they all started folding up the chairs and just throwing them into the ring filled the fucking ring did like. he hurt him oh fucking hit them as well yeah they, the wrestlers were like fucking ducking for cover but how were, were the audience mad or were they just like here's a chair ECW was just crazy like uh-huh. it was called extreme championship wrestling for, for a reason. reason it always happened in their, see their home state their home area was Philly so they were all most of their shows there so they had the same fans coming back week to week to week to week mm-hmm. it got to a point in that show that the fans the front row fans became celebrities because, and part of the show because they were there so often and so recognisable yeah Do you know yeah they were always there they were all sitting there but yeah the only other time I saw the ring filled up like that was when Hulk Hogan turned heel and the fans filled the ring with garbage I think I remember seeing that yeah they, me they that. started yeah. throwing all their drinks and food and everything into the ring because they were not happy Back when it was fucking awesome. That shit doesn't happen anymore. No. Too PC. Isn't it crazy? We stopped fucking believing in wrestling and throwing fucking stuff at the wrestlers before we before the people in Saudi decided to stop throwing stones at women for fucking doing normal things or that's, men that's for being thing. with men. Then. Yeah. I just <laughs> really I feel like eyes. very strongly about it. As in like if, they, if I was going to use a platform for anything, it'd be stoning and bringing in sign language as in like everybody Hang has on. to learn it from mission statement accomplished today then because we said at the start of the episode you said you were going to try and open my mind to new reference points outside of my, my usual ones and i said wrestling was one of them and now you have shown me here that stoning about the stoning about all this kind of stuff happening here and open my eyes to that Hey. And I have managed to compare it to wrestling still. <laughs> but yeah, and you, you got in your joke at the start of a new. bit of a serious subject. Paul. You've taught me some uh, some stuff today. That's See? interesting stuff. Good. Like I am happy I live in this time and not that time, and I'm happy oh, I live come here. here imagine getting a there. toothache back then. <laughs> Do you know what's really cool? So I did I did a, f- a few short courses in uh, in osteoarchaeology. I, but um, one of one of the modules we were studying um, a skull that mm. had been at uh, trepanned. So it's basically like the hole. Do you know when they got water on the brain? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's from the Middle Ages. Like looking at things like that, where like it was an, an accepted. And their teeth were supposed to be fucked up back then. Because they used, when they were making the bread, they used stone to grind the mm. fucking stuff up. Yeah. So bits of stone would get stuck into the food, the grain and stuff like that. So when they made the bread, yeah. there was bits of stone in the fucking bread. Like, so they're biting into this and there's like little kind of, no, it'll be, it'll be grinded yeah. down, but there it was still in there. So they're constantly eating that stuff. Well, there's that, but then noble people had worse teeth than, um, than uh, the common people because noble people would have access to more sugary foods, more, you know, like citric uh, uh, stuff fruits, that would, stuff yeah, like cause that. Damage, yeah. yeah, whereas if, if you were, if you were, um, nuts and fucking, a bit of meat and a bit oh, of fucking exactly. but that that gravel in the flour could actually help clean your teeth if you didn't have a good toothbrushing regime yeah mm-hmm. oh, your man on the Irish history podcast had a fucked their teeth right up <laughs> oh. someday maybe we'll convince him to come on our show and the two of you can argue about it and I can sit back and laugh <laughs> <laughs> well I'm just saying it was the University of Eindhoven that said that so <laughs> So that's it, is it? That's the end of your show for this week. For this week. 
So they get a free this week, but next week this will be behind the paywall. Paywall on Patreon.com forward slash it's a live alive pod. Five euro a month and you get this, you get real monsters, you get early access to creepy past the crypt and mini monsters, and you get ad free access to our main show, It's Alive Alive, and the weekend update. And I've been thinking of other things. So I was even thinking, like, it would be a cool idea. I don't know if I can do it, if we have time to do it. You can't do it with Mini Monsters, because Mini Monsters is just a shorter version of Real Monsters. Mm. But with your creepy past scripts, like I was saying earlier on, how sometimes I like to jump in and fucking ask questions, that it would be cool to record your creepypasta crypt for the main, for and Spotify. And have, like, an addendum kind of thing. And then re-record it with me asking questions and jumping in and kind of doing a commentary on it for Patreon. Do you know, yeah, 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 or it's maybe right, instead of being ten minutes, it's twenty minutes because I keep jumping in, going, "What the fuck does that mean?" Still be a shorter episode, right. but I was just thinking it might be fun for a pay, an extra for Patreon. Exactly, that we might fun. look into. Yes, and we are looking into video stuff as well. So let's see how that works out. We have some plans. Yep. Anyway, until next week, that was fun. I enjoyed it. I can't wait to see what you have in store for us next week. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Always organized and prepared. (laughs) Okay, see you next week. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.